Welcome back to Five Songs or Less, everybody. Hello. This week, we're talking about Bridge City Setters. We've got uh, Eric back with us today. Looks like he's outside. I am. I'm back, in, back patio, maybe? I'm enjoying the weather before it hits uh, 110 degrees, probably here pretty soon. Uh, it's been really fucking like Arizona hot here. It was, uh, I think the highest it got to was 114 this week here. Holy crap. Yeah, that's... I mean, in Arizona, it's not bad because we're all used to it. It's still <laughs> sure, yes, it's, it's yes. still super hot, but at least we're used to it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this week this week was nuts. Like the kids at school weren't able to go outside, like for the later half of the day. You know, like lunch was inside. They normally do like lunch outside under the trees and stuff. Lunch and recess, like they didn't do any of that this week. Oh damn! Um, it was all indoor shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's, Maybe heads up, seven up, or something. Some uh, was it Quiet Ball? <laughs> Quiet Ball. I haven't heard of that one. It's uh, I, if I remember, like you sit on a desk and like you throw the ball like to another classmate, and if you make a noise, you end up you're out of the game. You have to sit in your actual seat instead of on your desk. Oh, weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was probably just a a game the teachers made up just so the class would be quiet. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> get, get a <laughs> moment of silence. <laughs> So what's been going on, man? It's been a it's been a bit since we've talked. Not a whole lot. Just uh, I bought a new uh, Fuji instant camera. Just because oh, cool. I've I've wanted to get back into photography more, but mm-hmm. I've been doing film stuff, and the closest lab to me is so far away that it kind of puts uh, me off on doing it a little bit because you know it's a half an hour drive out to the lab, wait a few days yeah, for it to yeah. come back, then have to go back yeah. out there. Totally. Yeah. So I decided to know how I feel about it too, for sure. Yeah. I want to get into back into digital, but the camera that I really want, it's sold out mm. everywhere. And I have like notifications for like six different places when it comes back in <laughs> stock. And all I get is a notification like, Hey, we haven't forgot about you. The camera's still yeah. not in stock though. <laughs> what, uh, what camera? It's the Fuji 100 V. Oh yeah. It's just a little, it's, it's a fixed, uh, 35 millimeter lens because I just want to get started doing a little more street photography and that's from oh, interesting from everything I've seen and read that's one of the uh, the best ones out there and it's it's not that expensive I mean it's like two thousand dollars but I mean in comparison <laughs> in comparison if yeah you look, I mean you you know because you've used you know <laughs> yeah I, I forget like I never look at camera equipment stuff anymore uh, so I forget how expensive all that shit is it's ridiculous it's wild. Like, I mean, my I I my friend was it. just looking at a lens, and that lens itself was two thousand dollars. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's cool though, like a a fixed lens. So is it like kind of like a Leica? Yeah, it's a cheaper version of a Leica. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The um the guy who shot uh or took pictures at our wedding uh used a Leica, like a digital Leica. And I was just like drooling over it for, for like the whole time. Just like, can I use it for a little while? Yeah. <laughs> I always want to get back into taking pictures too. I'm going next next week or a week after, the 20th, whenever that is, in 10 days. Uh, I'm going to see Boris here in Sacramento. And I kind of want to like take a camera with me. But then I'm I'm in the same kind of conundrum where like, I have to drive downtown, which is like 20 minutes, so maybe not quite as far, but like drive downtown to get it developed and then 
uh, wait, you know, a couple days because they only do the black and white stuff or uh, if I shot black and white, they only do that like once a week or something. So I'd have to wait a few days and then drive back downtown again. And yeah, I could get into developing film at home again, but <laughs> I know I hated developing film. I loved, you know, developing photos like the actual prints. Yes. But yeah, in the dark room. Yeah, yeah, but film, I hated developing film. Yeah. There's there's quite a few times even at not at Brooks because they were super sensitive about that, but you know, in San Francisco, we were supposed mm-hmm. to develop our own every once in a while I would just I would take it on a new lab. <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to deal with this right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. That's so you got the what was it? A Fuji Instant? Like, is it one of those like Polaroid kind of cameras? Yeah, it's the uh, Instant. It's one of the mini. So it uses the mini film on there. Okay, okay. And I actually just, I just ordered another one too, which I probably shouldn't have done. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> it lets you, uh, so it's like a combination of digital and instant. Uh-huh. What It's like the Evo 70 or something like that. But so you can you know, take the picture, print it on the instant film, but it also saves it as a digital file. But then you can oh, also, okay. you can also upload digital files to the camera and print it on instant film. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Kind of so like I, cheating Polaroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. That's cool. How much do those go for? That one was a little pricey that, I mean, for an instant film it was a little pricey. It was like, I yeah. think like 270 after tax. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, not, not yeah, for instant camera, that's, that's expensive, but like yeah. that other camera you're talking about is a couple grand. Yeah. I have a, I, I have a digital SLR. Like I, I waited for way too fucking long to get a digital SLR because I tend to be a, a dumb elitist at with things <laughs> I shouldn't be a dumb elitist about. But I finally got one in like 2014, I think. Uh, I still have it. Uh, I barely ever use it though. And I've shot, uh, I've taken pictures at shows a few times and taking pictures with a digital camera at shows versus taking pictures on film at shows are, I don't know, they work differently. It's weird. Cause I set it up the exact way I used to always set up my camera uh, when I would take pictures at shows on film and they would come out great and fine and sometimes really awesome. Uh, but at, on digital, it handles like highlights a lot differently uh, and it, I don't know. It's weird. Like I've not had a lot of success with it. Yeah. It's a whole, uh, the way it reads the light is a lot different on there. And that kind of screws things up a little bit as far as yeah. going from film to digital. I just know, I mean, the same thing with film too, but I know red lights at shows. I absolutely yeah. hate anytime someone uses <laughs> red stage lights. Yeah, it yeah, just, yeah. It, you know, there's no correcting that, and it just blends in with everything. It turns everything like yeah. this weirdish red that you can't fix. I was looking recently at pictures I took of me without you uh, when they played at the boardwalk up here, um, and I shot with my digital camera there. And there's some really like cool looking pictures, but uh, because I was dragging the shutter, like the way the shutter drag like reacts to digital is is different than film, and so like it's a cool photo. But then it looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. Because there's like weird streaks that I I feel like wouldn't be there if I was shooting film. I don't know. But I just got to get used to it. I, I like the – see, I'm the opposite when it came with the drag. I liked it much better on digital. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I think it's just because I was I was able to do it better on digital. Uh-huh. I think is what I part of it. You know, you can see it right there at the time too, which yeah, helps out. Yeah. So you know right away, like if you're doing it correct, you don't have to shoot yeah. a whole whole roll and then you know develop it and come back and three days later, like oh, I screwed that up. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That instant gratification with digital is is pretty cool. Um, that was another thing that early on in digital days. Uh, like when I was working at Ritz and like selling cameras, I had this like elitist viewpoint of like, oh, I hate that you, everyone takes a picture with the digital and then immediately looks down at the camera to see what it looks like. And that's exactly what I do <laughs> when I shoot my that, digital. That's the the gift and the curse of digital. Yeah. yeah. Is you don't necessarily trust yourself as much cause, because you can look at it right there. So you kind of mm-hmm. rely mm-hmm. on fixing it instead of, getting it right the first time if that makes sense yeah yeah uh i did see a video recently um somebody talking about uh taking pictures digitally at shows and how they do it and uh, her pictures turned out really turn out really great um but she like bumps her uh iso like all the way up uh and then doesn't use flash which i was a big flash guy and I th- that's what really helps and why she's able to do it without flash is because she bumps her ISO up to like something that doesn't exist in film pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, I haven't uh, messed with, I think the highest I went up on my digital was like 1600, but I just worry about, I have the same worries that I had with film where like if when I would shoot that Kodak 3200 uh, black and white, like it looked cool, but it was also like ridiculously grainy. And so I get worried about like digital noise and stuff with bumping the ISO that much. I mean, with the camera you have, since it is older, you'll get a lot of digital noise. But now they've mm-hmm. fixed it so much that I swear you could shoot at these crazy high numbers and you wouldn't even yeah. see digital noise anymore. It's weird. I yeah. borrowed some of my friends' cameras and mm-hmm. just shot some like low light stuff. And I was like, I can never imagine doing this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We took uh, band photos in uh, a cemetery like at night like pitch black out there are no lights anywhere and the guy it's like a friend of the band uh took the photos and uh you know digital so i saw them right away and i was like what settings are you using like how is this possible because <laughs> <laughs> like it it looked exactly how it looked because we brought some lights out and stuff and it just there was a couple we did by candlelight or whatever to look super metal. Uh, and like, there's no, I mean, there was a little bit of motion blur or whatever. He was still like, you know, try to stand still, mm. but they came out so clear, like so crisp. It's, it was just wild to me. Uh, I mean, he had a really nice lens and, and stuff, but still he was, he was shooting at like two something like the, the F sup was like two something. I don't remember, but, it's just, it's wild to me. Yeah, I love just going to concerts and just, you know, have my digital camera and my 50 millimeter lens and just yeah. not have to worry about, you know, bringing a flash. Because I liked flash, but at the same time, I also kind of hated it. Yeah. Because I felt like if I took too many pictures, I'm just sitting there like just constantly flashing the band. And yes, annoying, yes. annoying the band <laughs> and annoying other people that are watching the show. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Whereas, you know, without a flash, you can just sneak off and nobody's going to know Nobody's going to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did every once in a while feel self-conscious, especially if it was like a low attendance kind of show. Uh, and I'm sitting there like I didn't, I never had the big flash. I always just use the built-in flash 
because I've never had luck with big flashes. Like I tried mounting them on top and they would work okay. I tried like the, you know, the stretchy extender thingy over here. But yeah, the low low attendance ones, I always feel kind of self-conscious. But when there's a ton of people and like there's other people taking pictures, uh, I didn't feel as bad. I I remember specifically feeling bad at, who was it? The number 12 looks like you. Mm -hmm. And it was, I forget what venue, somewhere in San Francisco. They weren't, like they had a pretty big like underground following, I guess you'd say. So, you know, there's a few hundred people in there maybe. But I just I just felt bad because I really liked them at the time, so I was taking a lot more pictures than I should have, and that's when I had the flash on. So yeah, it was like yeah, halfway yeah. through the show, I'm like, man, I'm probably like blinding the singer, blinding the guitarist because <laughs> they're right in front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's when I was like, yeah, hey, maybe I should back down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then to make it worse, was that like Slims or something? It wasn't Slims, but it was bottom of the hill or some something like that, oh, okay. like kind of a smaller okay. one. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them at Slims, I think once or twice. I because I because remembering the stage, it, the stage setup wasn't Slim's, so that's why I'm thinking maybe mm-hmm. bottom of the hill or something like that. Because okay. they weren't yeah. that they weren't that much taller than me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Slim's, Slim's, they were definitely like up there. Yeah, the big stage. The one that like really stands out, and I still remember the exact like looks that I got and feeling that I got was I went to a place called the True Love Cafe here in Sacramento uh, and uh, to see uh, one line drawing or Jonah Matranga play. And I brought, I was in photography classes and whatever at the community college. And I borrowed six, four, five, like medium format camera. And so I brought that with me to the show uh, and I had a flash mounted on top of it. And I just remember like going over to the kind of the side, it wasn't a stage, it was just like a coffee shop, um, but they had a little area where the band would play and I remember going over to the side, holding it up, pushing the shutter down, and it's the loudest fucking camera because <laughs> it's big, and you know the uh, fucking film is bigger too. But it was just like chunk, <laughs> this quiet like acoustic guitar thing, and the guy they had like he had a, a guy playing slide guitar too, and the big flash going off. I just remember like three or four people turning around and give me the dirtiest look. I was just like, okay, I think I'm done for the night. Yeah. Especially, especially that camera at a Jonah show. Cause those are, those are a little bit loud and I imagine that yeah. probably a pretty quiet set. <laughs> I took a whole roll. I mean, whole roll of, of that kind of film on six, four, five is like, I don't know, just 10 pictures or something, but, but yeah, I shot a whole roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I think that, I think the most disappointed shooting a show, I went to Troubadour down in LA. Mm-hmm. It's when we were living in Santa Barbara and I drove down to see uh, yeah. Her Space Holiday. Oh, cool. And I don't remember half of the show because I had the camera up to my face. <laughs> yes. And then looking back at the pictures, once I got them developed, like not a single picture was really usable. I was yeah. like, man, I, I don't, like I really wanted to see Her Space Holiday. And now I don't remember anything <laughs> about the show because I yes, was, yes. it's, it's weird when you stick a camera to your face, like you don't pay attention to what's going on in front of you, even though you're focusing on what's going on in front of you. <laughs> Ex- yes, exactly. Exactly. There were, I remember times of like, you know, the second or third time I'd seen a band, I'd be like, well, I took pictures of them last time. I'm not going to bring my camera this time so that I can pay more attention yeah. to what they're actually doing. Um, which, which now kind of bums me out. 
because uh, when I was going through uh, and scanning all my cam- my uh, film, I get kind of bummed that like, oh, I didn't take pictures of, you know, uh, Blood Brothers that time I saw them. Uh, or I didn't take pictures of the opening bands because I didn't bring my camera with me. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So it's kind of that like uh, double-edged sword or whatever. Like I have really good memories of the shows that I took pictures at. And I can remember like those small shows because I took pictures at them. But I feel like would I be able to remember more of what the band was actually doing versus like, oh, yeah, I remember when that happened and I took that picture kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those weird things because especially now that, you know, I haven't brought a camera to a show in forever. It's weird being able to remember like the beginning to end of a concert. Yeah. (laughs) Not just like bits and pieces. (laughs) The one I can remember beginning to end because I shot like... I think five rolls of film was the first time I saw Thursday at bottom of the hill. Cause I was just in love with that band at that time and they were opening and I shot like a hundred something pictures. Holy crap. <laughs> when I was scanning them, I was like, I must, th- th- everyone must have hated me <laughs> cause the, <laughs> my flash was just going the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember that show front to back because because I took so many pictures and because it was like a big deal for me. Uh, I That was in the days where like I would get to a show, you know, two hours early and just sit outside and they were like the band for me at that time. This was yeah. in 2002, I think. I can't remember. Whenever our full clip, full collapse came out in 01. So this was December of 01, December 01. Yeah. I was never a Thursday fan, but I do remember, I do remember you being a huge Thursday yeah, fan. Yeah, I had multiple <laughs> shirts. <laughs> this is fun. Like, I don't ever talk about cameras with anybody anymore, <laughs> so this is kind of great. But we'll save more camera talk for next time. All right. Uh, let's talk about Bridge City Centers. That's the band Eric gave me. I don't think I said that at the beginning. I usually say it at the beginning. I'll insert it. I'll insert. This week, we're talking about Bridge City Setters. Please keep it just like that, too. Yes, I will. I'm going to take that exact quote. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a band I've been aware of for quite a while. They've played in SAC a few times within the last few years. Yeah, they're from from Portland, so I know they make it to your area quite a bit. Way more than they make it to my area. (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) But I've never, like, sought them out or anything like that. I just saw, you know, pictures and I was like, oh, look, banjos and stuff. They're a folk punk band. (laughs) (laughs) You we've talked about folk punk before because you gave me uh, Path of Bunny. Uh, How long have you been listening to to Bridge City Centers? How'd you come across them? Um, I came across them through one of the, you know, recommended artists on like Apple Music on there. And it just seemed like uh, an interesting name. Mm-hmm. And it also helps out that it has Libby, the singer's picture. And I think oh, yeah. she is, I think she's absolutely adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so I clicked on it and then I yeah. started listening and I was like, Oh, this is actually pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually just recently, oh, I guess it's probably been close to a year. Saw mm-hmm. them, saw them play. I took, oh, cool. uh, took my son and my, mm-hmm. my friend Eric went to, they were opening yeah. up for days and days. Oh, right. That's another one I always see. Which those, 
It was funny because for this one, I was debating if I was going to give you Bridge to Center four days and days. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, how was the show? It was awesome. Yeah. It was interesting because, I mean, now that you've listened to Bridge City Centers, it was interesting to see people have little mosh pits going on. Yeah, yeah, During, yeah. during them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a uh, kind of interesting kind of music to be in, in the punk world, you know, because it's not... When I think folk punk, and we talked about this last time when we were talking about Pat the Bunny, when I think folk punk, I think of that... AJJ rhythm kind of thing, acoustic guitar, stand-up bass. Uh, you know, I'm not surprised to see the banjo. I was a little surprised to hear a, a saw and uh, the clarinet too, uh, which I I really like. To hear this, where it's more like this kind of jazz, like Dixieland jazz or something like that, is yeah, is like different. Could, like you could almost like swing dance to it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, for me uh this we're maybe getting in the final thoughts territories but like for me the only reason it works and the only reason i'm kind of i'm kind of into it and i kind of like it is because it's dark yeah if, if they were doing this music about like happier things or something uh i don't think i would i would like it as much i, I like that it's dark and uh, piratey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, if it was, like you said, if it was happy and upbeat lyrics to go with it, I don't, mm-hmm. it definitely would not work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it might work, but it, I wouldn't be a fan of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah. For sure. How did you, how did your son like it? Is he a fan of this? Uh, he liked it. I mean, we went, we went to go see days and days cause he's a big fan of days and days. Oh, okay. Which, uh, we waited till we got to the concert to give him crap because he wore a Days and Days shirt to a Days and Days concert. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the first sin of going going to concerts. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize until we were in the car driving there, and then when we got there, we were standing in line. We, me and my buddy, just kept kind of ripping on him, and some yeah, guy, behind, yeah. some guy behind us joined in too. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. And uh, then, funny enough, he actually uh, his shirt pretty much got entirely ripped off in the mosh pit <laughs> whoa <laughs> how old was was he or your daughter when you took them to their first show or where they were interested in going to their first show um i mean technically my daughter was a baby when she went we went to go see uh, a friend's band play in a backyard oh okay okay so i mean she wasn't even standing on her own <laughs> yeah, at, that, yeah, yeah. at that time <laughs> but like her first real concert actually i think i mean she's seen a bunch of like uh her her grandma on her mom's side is a huge uh grateful dead fan oh really (laughs) so they go to they go to a lot of those i think the band's called the noodles it's like a yeah it's like a grateful dead cover band yeah 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 and so she's gone to a lot of those that that are happening in like you know small little like bars and stuff like that interesting yeah that's cool yeah so, so she's seen those sometimes but at first real concert i think it was it was actually taylor swift oh, <laughs> my cool. mom my mom took her to go see taylor swift it was nice, like a birthday nice. present or christmas present or something yeah. that was probably five years ago or so oh okay okay so she was probably around six cooper didn't really get into 
going to concerts until the last few years, really. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. he's getting better music taste, so it makes it easier <laughs> for me. Yes, yes. <laughs> like uh, I've taken him. Like we saw uh we saw Black Flag. Mm. I mean, granted, it was granted it was not the hundred percent original lineup, but sure, sure. Yeah, we saw Black Flag <clears throat> and then Days and Days. Mm-hmm. He he just got tickets to go see uh, Death Cab. Oh, cool. Right he on. really wanted to go see that. And I saw the price and I'm like, I can understand this price like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it came out to like almost like a hundred bucks a ticket. What? Yeah. Where are they? Pl- is that like an arena? Like what? It's at uh, the Van Buren, which is a pretty average, like it's not a big place, but uh-huh. it's not a small place. It's It's a little bit bigger than Slim's. Okay. okay. Like Great American Music Hall or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, Weird. yeah, it was, it was crazy. Cause I'm like the last, cause the first, first time I saw them, I think we paid literally $5 to go see them. Sure. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then I saw them kind of like at their height of their popularity and like, uh-huh. I think that was 60 bucks a ticket. Yeah. It's inflation, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I asked cause I, I just bought tickets to see Jeff Rosenstock. Uh, and Han is a big fan of Craig of the Creek, which Jeff does the music for like the theme song and all like the kind of music that happens in the show. And so I bought ticket, a ticket for Han too. He's, uh, uh, eight. So he'll be eight when the show happens still too. It's in January. So I asked, asked him first, of course, I was like, Hey, do you want to go to a concert? Do you want to see Jeff Rosenstock? This is the guy who um, does the music for Craig or Creek. And funnily enough, a few years ago uh, when Han was going to a daycare, his first daycare. So he was probably like four or something. The album post came out by Jeff Rosenstock and the very first song uh, starts out with just Jeff singing and guitar. I think Uh, I can't remember, but he very loudly goes motherfucking ground and so I'm listening to this with Han and uh, driving him to school. And then a couple days later or the next day or some after school or something like that, it's like, can we listen to the motherfucking ground song? <laughs> like, Hell yes, we can, huh? <laughs> yeah, we can. Just maybe call it something different next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother trucking ground. <laughs> um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it's at Harlow's which is like a nice venue, but there's nowhere to sit. So Mm. this kid like who complains about standing to make a sandwich, (laughs) we'll see how he, how he does standing for a few hours. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was my biggest issue. I wish I would have gotten Cooper into concerts more. Now he loves him and wants to go to concerts all the time. Yeah. I wish I got him into a little bit earlier. It was just hard because a lot of the music that I listened to that I would have taken him to, I'm like, is it really appropriate to take, a little kid too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my biggest thing is like, is he going to be entertained? Like I've taken him to a couple little things of like friends playing, you know, and he was not interested in the music whatsoever. He was interested yeah. in other things. But this is like a show, you know, where there's not anything else to do. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, he hasn't really expressed much interest in like, playing music or anything like that, which is fine. Like I'm going to let him be who he wants to be. Uh, he's really into video games and stuff, but 
as soon as he started watching Craig of the Creek, I was like, oh, you like Craig of the Creek? Here's Jeff Rosen's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there's I mean, one episode where a band called uh, Bad Moves, uh, they are in the episode and like they play a couple of their songs in the episode. And so like he has this playlist of music that we put on uh, in the evening for him when he's uh, going to bed. And just recently I had it on in the car and he's like, this isn't Craig of the Creek. And so uh, he wanted me to add the whole album to his playlist. <laughs> so I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, I guess that one wouldn't be so bad, but. Because uh, I took Cooper to go see uh, Earl Sweatshirt, Action Bronson, you know, some oh, hip hop cool. people. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> luckily he was like 16 at the time. So he was a little bit older. Yeah, but yeah. we're standing, we're saying that I'm looking around. I'm like, literally every single person within a, you know, three, four foot radius of us is smoking a joint right now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I mean, as long as he doesn't reach out and grab one, that's, you know. <laughs> Yeah, if he was like a little kid, I'd be like, all right, we should probably at least move to a different section. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. I've, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'll report back in, in January after the show. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm excited, though. I've never seen Jeff uh, Rosenstock play, so it should be fun. Anyway, we're not talking about Jeff Rosenstock. We're not talking about our kids. Uh, are you ready to talk about the first song? I am. The first song is called St. James Infirmary. Well, I went down to St. James Infirmary and saw my baby there. She was laid on that long white table, so sweet, so cold, so so I don't have as many time notes as I as I thought I would for this first one because I just I just love this whole song. I actually ended up with quite a few. Um, do you know is this a cover song? Because I've seen because I I know there's like three or four bands that have songs called St James Infirmary. I've never actually paid attention to the lyrics enough on other songs to notice if those are the same. Hmm. Let's do some quick. Google sleuthing. I guess I could have done that before, but. <laughs> St. James Infirmary is an American blues song. It's an American blues song and jazz standard of uncertain origin. Uh, Louis Armstrong made the song famous in his 1928 recording on which Don Redman was credited as, uh, credited as composer. I went down to St. James Infirmary Saw my baby there She was stretched out on a long But yes, it is a cover song. Okay. Um, So yeah, I was just listening to Louis Armstrong uh, sing it. I'll do I'll do my best Louis impersonation. <laughs> I went down. <laughs> That's fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, this is a cover. That's very cool. And it makes sense that there's a clarinet on this song now. because uh, is clarinet wasn't on any of the other songs. And I was a little bummed by that. Does that not yeah. stick around? 
No, I've never. When they played live, there was no, there was no clarinet. Oh, okay, okay. That's funny. I, I also didn't realize this was a cover, but I think this is my favorite song on the playlist. It's, I, I really like it. I like the saw at the end of it. You know, the singing saw or whatever. Uh, I really like the clarinet. Um, if you're listening, Bridge Tenny Centers, uh, let's bring back some clarinet. <laughs> but yeah, it's really fun. Uh, I probably could have looked this up and it's, I still have Bridge City Centers up on my screen here now, but that little, little baby banjo that she plays, what, what's that all, what's that called? Do you that know? I don't know. I am terrible with instruments. And, okay. Discog and says banjo Lee, banjo ukulele. Oh, it's a mixture of the two. Oh, okay. So you can, oh, banjo or you can call it a banjo ukulele. Interesting. Okay. I like it though. It sounds really cool because I'm not a huge fan of ukulele, the sound of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am a big fan of banjo. Banjo is cool. Um, so the little tiny one, it sounds cool. And uh, on a couple songs, she does that little like clink sound, like bring kind of thing mm-hmm. down at the yeah. bridge or whatever, just below the bridge. That's very cool. I like it a lot. I think that sound is in one of my notes for a different song. Yes. It it comes up at least in two songs uh, that I have notes for it as well. Um, Yeah. And I didn't realize how much of a banjo fan I was until I started getting into like folk punk. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) There was a lot of instruments that I didn't really know of. Well, I guess I knew of, I just never really heard or associated with other music that Uh I realized I'm like, Oh, that actually is a fun, good instrument. Yeah. Yeah. It's really. I cool. just always associated it to music I didn't like, so I just didn't exactly, like it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing to play too, because like I tried to play. Uh, there, I mean, there's different types. There's kinds of banjos that work like guitars, but like your traditional, I guess, banjo is different. Like the strings are tuned differently, and I don't know. I tried to play it before, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so this is like the truest definition of pirate punks is this band. I've never understood yes. why, why there's pirate punks. I've never uh, delved into that kind of uh, punk world, but this is like, this is, is this where this comes from? I don't know, but yeah, I have, I have some pirate notes about the next song. <laughs> okay. Okay. Have you ever watched the show? Our flag means death. I have not on HBO. I not be sad at all. If, uh, on season two of Our Flag, Flag Means Death, uh, the Bridge City Center is where playing in, you know, the tavern or something, whatever, in the background, it would fit so perfectly for this show. It's really funny. It's really good. It's on HBO. Um, it's been lovingly deemed the gay pirate show. It's a lot of fun. Bridge City Centers would work perfectly in that. I hope uh, Taika Waititi is, is listening to the podcast right now. And that he will uh, call up the Bridge City Centers for season two or maybe season three if they keep him around. I, I don't have HBO, but I will try to see if I can see if you can dig get up it. a way to to watch that. Wink, wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, I've got quite a few timestamps on this because, like I said, this is I think my favorite of the playlist. So my first one is at fifty seconds. It's probably the same one as mine. Mine's at forty nine. Okay. 
I'll get that extra second in here for you. We'll start at 49 seconds. Didn't make it far enough into the Louis Armstrong uh, uh, version of the song to see if he says motherfucker. I imagine they took a little bit some liberties with some <laughs> of his lyrics. <laughs> I hope. I hope. <laughs> Actually, I'm the opposite. I hope they didn't. I hope Louis Armstrong. No, yes, yes. That's what I mean. I, I hope that when I listen to the whole Louis Armstrong version, he says motherfucker. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would make me happy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, that whole part I just played. I love I love the the gang vocals, another motherfucker like me, uh, and the little clink sound that we talked mm-hmm. about, and the fucking clarinet solo can't go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I just like it because you get that little uh, the instrumental part after they yes you know find another fucker like me, and now just imagine a circle pit going <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, just shredding on the clarinet. Everyone's going in a circle. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a wall of death right before that. When they say motherfucker <laughs> like me, like everyone goes in. <laughs> All right, next time I go see them, I'm going to see if I can start a wall of death. Hell yes, yes. <laughs> Please do. I'll get someone to record it for you and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, I stopped it right on my next timestamp at 111. I really like her voice here. I like her voice in the beginning too, but I wanted to, uh, I have a, Criticism coming up, and I, I didn't want to start off with the criticism, <laughs> negative criticism, you know. But this part, 111, I really, really love her voice here. Yeah, she's got a really nice voice. Uh, it's I like it most when she like opens up and starts singing a little louder usually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of that, that timestamp. Cause the beginning is very kind of like subdued and quiet and stuff. But then it, it's got that other timestamp we played the motherfucker part. And then her, you know, her second verse or whatever is singing a lot louder. It's nice. Mm. And then right after that, uh, well, a little bit after that 39, 139, there's a voice act affectation i guess that she does and a lot of people do it and i'm not a fan of of this type of of affectation or singing technique or whatever it is there's a lot of bands that i like that do it <clears throat> a while back don't take me the band gleamer uh, which i really really ended up liking uh, but their singer does it a little bit too but i'll play it and then we can maybe talk more about it Say aid <laughs> that she does it a lot. Uh, not so much to where it's like, I don't want to listen to this anymore, but enough to where I'm like, Oh, she's doing that thing that I don't like. I don't know what it's called, but it's a thing that I've, I've heard a lot in the past, I don't know, 10 years or so. It always rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. How do you feel about that kind of stuff? Uh, she does it a lot where, in other songs too, where, but it's kind of, spread out a little bit mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. and i like it then but i didn't really notice until you just played that little clip when it's kind of condensed like that i'm not as big of a fan mm-hmm. 
because like I said, there's somewhere she kind of spreads it out where it's not quite so say aid, like so quick. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. The, the quick ones that really, uh, just kind of like make my ear twinge a little bit or something. Um, it doesn't take away from it enough to where, I, like I said, like I'm going to be like, Oh, I don't like this. Bleh. Um, but I was surprised to hear it cause it's usually people that are trying to sing. Uh, ugh, this is going to come out wrong. It's usually folks that are trying to sing in like a prettier voice that do that kind of thing. And not to say her voice isn't pretty or she's a bad singer or anything like that because she's fucking not. I was just surprised to hear that kind of thing in this music. But like I said, it doesn't bother me enough to make me hate it or anything. Yeah, I've actually, I never really noticed it enough Mm -hmm. on there. Anyway, uh, I don't have anything else till 240. Mine's not till 320, so. Okay. Uh, This is kind of the gang vocals again. I can't remember exactly what the difference is with this one, but here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, just the gang vocals. I guess it's kind of similar to the motherfucker line, but I like the gang vocals and that little clink sound again. It's very cool. It's like this, it's a weird music to describe. Like I was trying to look up how, uh, other like reviewers or whatever have described it before, but it's like this weird blend of like folk punk and jazz and metal. Like there's a couple songs that are straight up. Like you add some distortion and maybe speed it up or slow it down a little bit and you've got a fucking metal song. But it's really cool. I I like the like hardcore aspects that are in there. Well, I've I've always joked when I was someone and I was saying that, you know, if it's basically like if if punks and metal kids wanted to like dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do some like they wanted to do some like like formal dancing, like <laughs> Yeah, I mean not formal dancing, the but flapper you know I mean? like, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's punks and metalheads uh, in the 1920s. Exactly. <laughs> and then what did you say? Three something? 322. Okay, cool. And I've got 329, so I'll just play a little bit past mine because mine is just about the saw. Yeah, I just kind of like the little slow build up into that, you know, little, I, I'm not necessarily call it a breakdown, but. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, it could be. Yeah, but you, but you, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I do. Can you call mute a clarinet? Let me see. <laughs> I like that too. I like the slow down. Uh, maybe they're getting back to like the traditional version of the song, you know? Mm. It's it's really nice. Nice way to end it. And I, I love a singing saw kind of thing in the background. I absolutely, I absolutely love a saw. Yeah, yeah. And that's, there's a lot of that in full punk and that makes me happy. Is there? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It just sounds so like otherworldly for something so like traditional and almost not of the earth, but it just seems like such a primitive 
like a tool or whatever, a saw, especially the kind that you use to do this. Um, but then it's got this like otherworldly sound to it. It's, it's so rad. That is one of the one things I do like about folk funk. It's basically like anything can be an instrument. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like you got yeah. your washboards, you got your banjos. Yeah. And there's, well, and there's the, uh, the, was it a tub bass? Oh is like, yeah. 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 Cause, uh, Days and Days had a tub bass, but then they got rid of it for a stand-up bass, and I think it has to do with when they got signed to uh, Fat Records. Oh. So when they got signed to Fat Records, uh-huh. the next album had a stand-up bass, and the the uh, was a wash tub bass was yeah. no longer there, and that guy is no longer in the band. Oh, <laughs> so I, I think out. it had to do. I think it had to do with signing to a. I guess you could say major yeah. label. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, uh, indie major, ma- I guess. A major <laughs> indie or yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess one of these days we'll, we'll do uh, days and days on here. But anyway, that's the last one I've got on that song. It's cool to learn it's a cover. It, it is. I, like I said, I think my favorite on here, uh, mainly cause I like the clarinet sound. Yeah. It's probably as far as all their music. I mean, it's, that song is definitely, top three maybe top two mm-hmm. on there up next we oh i didn't even introduce that song we just started talking about it next we've got uh off of here's to the devil from 2019 song of the siren <laughs> So I like this one a lot too. The intro is really cool. Uh, the, the like picking banjo kind of thing. Um, this is the one that this one and maybe a bit of the next one are very metal. Like they could easily be made into a metal song. This song, I just imagine like standing in line for the Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland and just hearing this <laughs> play in the background. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, that's, this is it. I, that's why I want them to be on Our Flag Means Death and not in like some new version of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies <laughs> or something like that. Because I don't know. I've got feelings about Johnny Depp. Uh, <laughs> but the actual ride, sure, sure. Let's let's let them have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ride's different than the actual than the movies. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this one's cool. Uh, very piratey, very metal sounding. Uh, actually, my first timestamp is 30 seconds where it sounds like it could easily be a metal song. Those like the dun dun duns could easily be like just palm mute them or something like. I love it. I love it. It's great. Yeah, I can definitely definitely see that with them. <laughs> yeah, it's funny though because the I think I think he plays guitar and banjo mm-hmm. uh, in a band. I think it's King Strange. It's funny because if you go to his solo stuff, mm-hmm. it's way more like. Uh, folky and 
it's, it's what you would think when you see a guy in a banjo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then this is the first one that has like that, the like guttural growly background vocals, which was another thing I wasn't expecting at all, um, especially after hearing the first song. Um, but it's really cool. That's it. Um, 45 seconds. screech (laughs) (laughs) i really like the guttural thing it's a nice addition and it it almost adds to the pirateness of it because it sounds for me anyway and like the i think the one of the songs oh the um the song laugh while you can um there's more of that guttural thing on there and it just has a very like deep sea vibe to it Mm -hmm. and i like that it's quiet Cause it's so subtle that you could, you could miss it or just think it's some instrument playing like lower notes or something, but it's so subtle back there. And I remember like probably the second or maybe third time through the playlist, I was like, wait a second. Is that like a growl? Like, I don't know. It's, (laughs) it's very cool. It's, it's really interesting. And even like I watched some live footage of them too and they do it live, but I think just because of the technique of it, it doesn't come out super loud. I know a lot of metal bands have to like put out, a, put a lot of like effects and stuff on their voice for those kind of growly guttural vocals. But yeah, even live it's, it's real subtle and it's cool. Yeah. I think they're, they're one of the few bands that you listen to them live versus music and it's, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of change, Yeah, which yeah. I think is a good, good thing. Yes. There's plenty of bands you see that, Love the albums, hated the live show, yeah, or yeah, vice versa. Or vice versa. Hated that, the album. Yeah. I feel like vice versa has happened more for me. Uh, where yeah, I've done that a, I've done that a lot when like, you know, when I was shooting bands all the time, mm-hmm. I would go, you know, I would take pictures of like the opening band. And I was like, damn, that was a really good show. Yeah. And I'd yeah. go back and listen to the CD, and I'm like, I can never listen to this. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that happened. That happened a lot when I was shooting shiny toy guns for a lot of their opening bands. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or who they opened for. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But anyway, I, I really like that. I like when she does the like black metal sounding vocals too. It's mm-hmm. it, it's very cool. It fits in in well with the music that they're playing. It is another thing that is feels kind of unexpected, but like. Both of them, the, the growl and the like screech kind of vocals totally make sense with like the themes of the songs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was my note for that one where it kind of goes from like the, you know, the soft singing to the growl mm-hmm. on there. I really, like you said, I really enjoy that too. And yeah. that happens, you know, that's a common theme through yeah. a lot of these songs too. Last one I've got on here is until two minutes. Again, that's probably similar as mine. Mine's at 204. Okay. Okay. Oh, 
there's more saw in the background. That's the first time I noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost made a separate note just for that saw, but I figured they were, we would have gone into it. <laughs> it's a cool transition to, especially from like that guttural or not the guttural, but the, uh, the like black metal vocals that she's doing. And then all of a sudden it turns into this nice like waltz. Um, it's got the saw in the background and, um, the, uh, I really like the fiddle, uh, kind yeah. of all the time. But, um, for some reason when I was playing the timestamp just there, um, and this happens a lot on the podcast where like I'll be playing the timestamp on the podcast and like start to notice new things. But uh, that fiddle or violin or whatever you want to call it or whatever it is, uh, it's really nice. It's like the the shredding lead guitar player or whatever the whole almost the whole time. Yeah. But that's my last one for this song. I had one at 324 is my last one. 324, okay. Oh, my voice and you'll be It's a good ending. <laughs> yeah. I just really like her voice, whether she's, if she, you know, singing or she's kind of got the little screaming type going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's I, got a lot of I, uh, interesting range. Yeah. I like when you can have that kind of that, you know, beautiful voice, but then also have that scream in there and neither one of them sound forced. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But yeah, that's a good song. Uh, I liked it. And yeah, the end end of it being like so like pretty after all the stuff with the screeching and what that whatnot is uh, is kind of a nice way to end it. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the next one? I am. Okay. Uh, next song off the I believe their most recent release of twenty twenty one on Unholy Hymns. The song is Rock Bottom. <laughs> This one, uh, it's funny because like a lot of this stuff, but this one in particular reminds me of like the kind of folky bands I used to go see in like the late 2000s, 2009, 2008. There was a lot of folk stuff happening around Sacramento, but the very, very dark version of it, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which is, which is rad. Um, That's maybe something that was missing from that kind of stuff. Or, you know, listening back to it now, it's like, oh, I wish, I don't know, like Silver Darling. I wish Silver Darling would sing about Satan or something. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I like that. Uh, I like that it kind of made me think about think about that. It kind of got nostalgic or whatever. Um, Mm. So that was cool. But yeah, what um, what do you have on this song? My first time stamps at 26 seconds. Okay, cool. So basically just after the intro ends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it's funny because this song, like lyrically, it's a really dark type mm-hmm, song, mm-hmm. but I, I have it on 
uh, a playlist that I've called like mental health mix. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I- ironically like listening to it kind of puts me in a better mood, which yeah. is I've, I've I've talked to other people about this, and there's not a lot of people apparently that feel that same way. <laughs> but, but like listening to like dark, depressing songs like that kind of put me in a better mood. Yeah, totally, totally. It's, yeah, it's uh, like a solidarity kind of thing or something where like you know, okay, other people feel this way too. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I totally get that. That's valid. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's kind of cool too. I don't. I don't know. I guess it depends on the way you like think about the lyrics, but like there's no rock bottom for me kind of feels like uh, no matter how low it gets, I can always like, I'll be okay or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. There's different ways to interpret it. Like when they say uh, rock, I forget the exact lyrics, but like rock bottom is six feet underground or, you know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's like the last (laughs) line of the song. I think so. Yeah. Sorry, I just got sidetracked. A pigeon just flew in here. Is now laying on top of my fan. It scared the scared the crap out of me. <laughs> uh, and then forty three seconds is my first. Yeah, I like that part. I like the end of. I think that was the chorus. Uh, end of the chorus. And it's got that another like part that feels kind of metal or like hardcore punk or something like that with the dun dun dun, and then the yeah. little uh, lead fiddle or whatever that is. I like it a lot. It's very cool. I'm a fan of their. I'm not like I said. I'm not exactly sure what's called. Like they're almost little breakdown type ones. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like like the little clip you just played. Yeah, you can. It's got like their punk and hardcore influence like all over it. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. I only have one more on this one. It's not till 2.14, so I don't know. Mine's at 1.27. I guess it was kind of the same as what you played. The like, kind of just slow build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the, yeah. It was a little different. The, the end of it uh, was the way they did musically, the way they did the end of it was, was different. Um, but yeah, I like that. Whoa, bye, pigeon. <laughs> yeah, it, it clipped itself on the fan when it left. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like the way that it's, it's, yeah, it's got that like hardcore thing going on, which is cool. Like a, stuff I didn't expect to hear for sure. Yeah, I think that's what kind of uh blends them in because you've seen like uh, following them on you know Instagram, you can see the shows they play. They they're at metal shows, like they're playing shows, you know, where like fans like I Hate God yeah, are the yeah. headliners. Yeah. And then they're playing punk shows, they're playing at some like you know, folk shows. Mm-hmm. So it's you can see how they kind of blend in yeah. to a lot of those different scenes yeah, totally. on there. Totally. What's next for you? Not till two fifty. Two fifty okay. So mine was two fourteen. I feel like we just keep playing the same timestamp over and over with, with like different know, parts just, right after it. <laughs> I was just thinking that too when this played because I'm like, I almost put that one, but it was very similar to the <laughs> yes. last one I just did. <laughs> I, 
but I I still really like that part. But I like the the like woes that come in after that. Um, yeah, there's just slight differences between each part. Yeah, the last yeah, three yeah. parts we just played. <laughs> <laughs> Is your next one the same thing? <laughs> two fifty, you said. I, I didn't make a note on why I put 250, so it's probably the same. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. So it was pretty much the same. It just didn't have instruments for the first few (laughs) seconds. (laughs) That part, uh, that part's really good, you guys. <laughs> That's a good song, though. Um, uh, I I like it a lot. I like hearing all these like punk influence, like the OOOs are almost like a Misfits or AFI kind of influence, and yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Mm. But yeah, that's all I got on this song. I like I like it. Yeah, that's all I had on that one too. I mean, Rock Bottom is one of my my favorites mm-hmm. from them, especially, especially off that album mm-hmm. on there. Cause that's, that's the album that they were on tour for when we saw them. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Did you only see them that one time? Yeah. It's the only time I've seen them. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to check them out whenever they're back next. Yeah. It seems like they do a lot of like Northern California and then central California. Yeah. Yeah. And don't, don't travel a whole lot other than that just cause they are, I mean, they're still a fairly small, pretty small yeah. band. Yeah, yeah, shit's expensive. Yeah, small band, small label. They don't have all the uh, mm-hmm. the money to throw at them to do some of these bigger tours. Yeah, yeah, they got to go with with your with days and days. They got that fat money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They got that fat mic money. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the next song. Then back to the album. Here's to the devil. Uh, this song is called "Laugh While You Can." Laugh about Fat Mike money while you can. <laughs> this is the one where uh, I talk about the guttural thing again and it having like that deep sea kind of feel to it. Um, mm-hmm. I only ended up with two timestamps on this one, which is weird because I like this song. What do you have on this one? My first one is at 31 seconds 31. and then it's followed right by at 41 seconds. Okay. Yeah, I really like the the laugh. Yeah, on there yeah. when she does her laugh, and then the little uh, the little like picking solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I think that's the little uh, uh, what was it called banjo ukulele banjo 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 Yeah, <laughs> I think that might be that. But yeah, it's very cool. It it sound this one is the most piratey. <laughs> I think this is the one where yeah. I was like, oh, that's a the our flags me our flag means death kind of band. <laughs> I just think Song of the Sirens reminds me more of Pirates just because sure. You know, Sirens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just got that laugh though. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it definitely has that drunken pirate laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I've got 135. Do you have anything before that? I have 120. 120, okay. Yep, yeah, I just love that little instrumental section. I like a lot of their just little instrumental sections they have on other songs. It's just... It's fun. It kind of makes you want to yes. dance a little bit. They're so much fun like that. This kind of music, it, it's it's hard not to like, even if it's dark as fuck, uh, it's hard not to like just feel the joy in it as well, you know, when mm-hmm. you're using like fiddles and shit. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And here's where they get into like the kind of guttural vocal thing. This one, I pointed out this one because it's so subtle, but it's a really cool contrast because she's doing her vocals and it sounds really pretty and nice. And then all of a sudden, right at the end of the line, it's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's cool. It's It's got like this, this like deep sea kind of vibe to it. It fits so perfectly with the music. Yeah. I like a lot of contrast mm-hmm. that they have uh, vocally. Yes. And then the last like 30 seconds of the song are really fucking cool. Yeah. My next one, I think is have the two ten, and it kind of goes along with that same laugh scream. Yeah. Yeah. Type thing. Even hear the gut, the like guttural one in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It's really fucking fun. Like, I I don't drink, but it it just seems like a drunken good time, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would go along with the the pirates theme. Then. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> when have you seen pirates not drunk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when they're dead. <laughs> I guess I guess that's true. <laughs> but yeah, th- I mean that song's just kind of a lot of fun. And I guess we got our last song. Are you ready for the last one? I am. Off of a split with Cousin Boneless. Good old cousin, Cousin Boneless. <laughs> uh which is Wrath. Cousin Boneless, do you know that band? I do not, to be honest with you. Mm. Me neither. It makes me think <laughs> of uh, was that uh, the show Cow and Chicken that had their cousin Boneless? I'm not familiar Beautiful. with that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cartoon I watched when I was in high school or something like that, and they had a, a it was Cow and Chicken, and there was a cousin that was Boneless, and maybe that's where they got their name from. I don't know. <laughs> maybe <laughs> but anyway this one's uh, a lot of fun it's got a uh, line that I like a lot at 145 but before that it's got the, the fun clink thing again but I can get to hell 
I like that line too. I can get the hell much faster than you. Clink. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I really like that. It's a fun little like technique or whatever. Uh, that little clinky sound. And then uh, 145 is is my next one. Uh, where is yours at? Uh, mine's also 309. Okay. Oh, cool. Yes, so I kind of towards that. the end. I keep ending up with like the exact same timestamp. I was gonna say you just gonna timestamp every time they they do that. <laughs> I just really I really like the line "Death's the only certainty in this life" because uh, it's fucking true. Uh, but yeah, I I really like that that clinky sound. Uh, and then I I have the same one as you as that last verse. They change up the way they they do it. Uh, I think it's the verse. And it doesn't have that little clinky sound in it. (laughs) (laughs) And the bitch is me. Don't give a fuck about you. And they say that God's the one that judges us. Not ashamed of the things I do. There's two. (laughs) Fucking two of them. It had to start it and to end it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, I really, I really like that that verse too, and I think that was your timestamp. Yeah, just changing up the way they do it. That's uh, always it's always a fun technique. <laughs> sorry, sorry if the last songs felt rushed. Everybody, I'm found myself on a time crunch. Do you have anything else to say about Witch's Wrath, sir? Uh, I do not. It is, like I said, it's one of those weird ones that it's it's probably one of my favorite songs by them, mm-hmm. but I only had that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just the songs you gave me, but they they're really good at coming up with a with a really cool thing and doing it over and over, and then I just pick those as my timestamps. <laughs> I was gonna. I I had a no, note on there that uh-huh. they are repetitive mm-hmm. but in a good way yeah 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 because you cause, i mean obviously as we just picked out this last last few this yeah. same timestamp over and over but again but it was the same timestamp over and over on, on those two songs that this happened but like different stuff is happening each time it's just the same like overall technique you know yeah exactly um it's not like like a i like foo fighters but later in their career especially boy did they get repetitive where they're just saying the same like chorus for like fucking three quarters of the song. It feels like, yeah, I like this band a lot. It was a surprise. Cause like same thing with Pat the bunny a little bit, but this more so, um, I even uh, played this one for Amanda. Cause I, I feel like Amanda would, would be into this as well. Cause it's not, it's not folk punk. Like I can hear where you would, uh, like based on, uh, uh based on like their look and their instruments they use, it's got that punk, funk, uh, folk punk thing, but then you actually hear it and you're like, okay, the, there's hints of folk punk, but this is like not that at all, you know? Well, folk punk is kind of a weird term. It's kind of like saying this band's metal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. there's so many different other genres and, you know, spinoffs yes, of it. absolutely. So many different versions. Um, yeah. But yeah, this was really cool. I, I, I like it a lot. 
That said, though, I don't know how often I would actually like pull it up and listen to it. It would be a fun thing to put on, like if I had some people over, you know, for like a party mm. kind of thing. I think I would listen to this before I would listen to Pat the Bunny. Yeah, I listen to them a lot, but I can see how a lot of people it wouldn't be a regular rotation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. type band. I don't know. I will give them. I'll give them three point five out of five seconds of summer. Yeah, I like them a lot. Um, I should play them for the kids. I bet the kids would be into it. They do cuss quite a bit. Though. I don't fucking care. I, <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> Han asked for the motherfucking ground song. Like, <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> this was cool too because, like, I hadn't heard like we hadn't talked about the podcast for a while. And then I got a playlist from you, and I was like, oh, sweet. Yes. I, well, I had a playlist for a while, but I kept like just holding out just in case you sent a playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after a while, I was like, all right, he's not sending that, <laughs> so I just sent it. <laughs> uh, I got to get better about like coming up with playlists and stuff. Um, but anyway, thanks, dude. This was fun. Thank you. See you, everybody.